one of the most important and vital relationships in recovery circles is that sponsor and sponsee relationship. Today, we're going to unpack the the importance of taking responsibility and being accountable to our sponsor and what that might look like. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery official podcast. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, the courage, hope, and even leadership wisdom, all centered around the Celebrate Recovery principles based on the Beatitudes, where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even broken relationships as we give it to Christ and invite others into that struggle. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Global Field Director of Celebrate Recovery. And so good to be here with you again today. Thank you for giving us high ratings and sharing this on social media and with your friends. The goal is to reach more people and make an impact, and we appreciate you joining us in this journey. I have a a brother in Christ, a familiar voice that you know, Mac Owen. He's a global director of Celebrate Recovery and a dear brother in Christ. And and Mac is so glad to come back and have this conversation on the other side of the sponsor-sponsee relationship. Glad to have you here. Hey, I'm glad to be here, and I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and it was my struggles with drugs and alcohol that brought me here. My name is Mac, and uh, Rodney, it is so good to be here with you today talking about this. It's a vital part of our recovery journey, not just important, it's vital. You know, a sponsor can be that person that gives us speaks into us life. So I'm really happy to talk about that. Yeah. Amen. I can't wait to hear your wisdom, your nuggets. So, so Mac, you know, this is something that's good for our listeners. Uh, A sponsee uh, really has a responsibility. We, We have to, in, we have to make ourselves accountable to our sponsors. Isn't that correct? And what does that look like? Yeah, that's totally correct. And, you know, I I never could figure out why somebody would ask somebody to be their sponsor, then balk at what they ask them to do, (laughs) you know? Uh, So, you know, this this relationship, it's really a humbling relationship because I talked last time a lot about things my sponsor uh, had me do in my recovery. And I'm going to want to talk today about things you can expect out of your sponsee, things that you can challenge them with, because... Just like, you know, I think about the uh, Apostle Paul, you know, he was he was sort of late to the game. Uh, the other apostles were already here, uh, but he came in, became an apostle, and then uh, he was mentored by different people like Ananias that that uh, shared the good news with him and then baptized him, mm. uh, Aquila and Priscilla. There was, there was a lot of people who became important in Paul's life because they were mentors to him. And and you think about that, you don't think about that so much because you just think about Paul as the great apostle who wrote down a lot of the New Testament. But really, he had to be mentored as well. And that's what a sponsor is, somebody that mentors, helps us along the way. And Paul would say this. He would say, you know, when you become a Christian, you need to prove that. And some of us are like, whoa, we sort of balk at the work word prove because it's like, you know, I accepted Jesus. Isn't that enough? Mm. Well, yeah, that's enough. But then uh, that's enough for your salvation. Uh, But then your recovery starts to kick in. Mm. And, you know, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. But guess what? Even though I was turned my life over to Jesus, I was baptized. I still had some of the same struggles I had the day before. Yeah. And so I needed that good godly person 
to step into my life and help me with a just basically a roadmap and to challenge me to do things in my life that were contrary to what I'd been doing before. Yeah. And so to me, it really is, it's vital. Like I said, it's vital that we pay attention to what our sponsors say, but sponsors, now this is for you. Don't you dare accept somebody's as a sponsee and then not have things for them to do mm-hmm. because that's what you're, they're asking you for. Right. And so I just wanted to go over some of those things really about what I, what you can expect and what I would expect out of my sponsees. Yeah, that's great. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Uh, well, the first thing is this, uh, and this is going to be like a no brainer, but attend weekly celebrate recovery meetings, starting with your home church or your home celebrate recovery, of course, but it shouldn't stop there. You know, I was encouraged in my early days. I think I told you in the last session to, to make 90 meetings in 90 days. So, you know, getting your sponsees to fill as much of their time as they can, not only going to your celebrate recovery, but other celebrate recoveries in town or safe secular groups. There are some good AA groups and other alphabet groups out there that uh, don't denounce Jesus. Yeah. If you know those safe groups, you know, make sure your sponsees have a a, a, a list of those so they can go to those as well. Yeah. But attending weekly meetings is going to be really uh, critical to their recovery. Yeah. Mac, I just want, I, I just want to make sure that's clear too. Cause I think the, the perception can be, well, we're part of celebrate recovery. So only be a part of this ministry, but the, the overriding goal is to, for you to find healing, sobriety, recovery, overall health, right? And so th- if there's other good resources out there, please take advantage of that. Make, make Celebrate Recovery one of those things, but don't be afraid to use the other valuable uh, resources out there, right? It's not a competition. <laughs> Right. It's not competition. What I, I love, you know, Celebrate Recovery is my number one go-to, number one. But you know what? There are some days that I need more meetings. Yeah. There are some weeks that I need more meetings than just one a week or two a week even. And so, you know, I learned a lot of good stuff in Secular Recovery because, you know, Celebrate Recovery was not around when I first started. And so I hate to think where I'd be today if I didn't have those good godly men uh, from AA was my background, who were pouring into me and who I heard in meetings sharing about how their life had changed. So I never want to tell somebody, don't go to that. or Because you know what, Rodney? We've all got the same goal here. The yeah. goal is we want recovery. Uh, you know, a Celebrate Recovery just has a little bit better um, uh, a retirement program. You know, <laughs> uh, our end goal is heaven. Not just staying sober, but, but you know what? For me to stay sober in the beginning, that was so critical to my recovery. Mm. And so just le- learning from those guys and gals and in those uh, secular groups that I first started off at was very, very important to my recovery. Yeah, so, I love yeah, that. I love you said you never want to discount anybody out there trying to help somebody else get sober yeah, or great. find recovery. Good stuff. What else? Also, uh, next thing we can uh, that you can expect out of, and remember, these are stated expectations. Do not expect something out of your sponsees unless you tell them, this is what I expect. Mm. And so the next thing we can expect them to do is to commit to daily Bible reading. Hopefully you as a sponsor are doing that, <laughs> and then you ask them to do the same thing. Here's what I do. When I uh, ask them to commit to daily Bible reading, I'm then going to ask them, hey, so what have you been reading during the week? You know, mm-hmm. tell me about it. Because 
I have not arrived. And they actually may come up with some stuff where that make me scratch my head and go, hmm, that would be good to put into my recovery too. So this is a this can be a two-way street. It's not just one way, me giving them everything. So find out what they've been reading. You know, if, if they don't know at first uh, where to read, have suggest a book. What's your favorite book in the Bible? Whatever. I always get my sponsors to start in the book of James because it's just a good practical book on how to live a good Christian life. So mm. get them to start in the book of James, and, and while you're at it, you read along with them in that too, and then compare notes when you get together in your meeting time during the week. I love that. Then I also, uh, the next thing I ask them to do is uh, pray and journal. And, you know, again, a lot of these things you're thinking, these are no-brainers, Mac, <laughs> but if you're not asking them to do that, they may not be doing that. So mm. ask them how their prayer life's going, and then ask them about journaling. Now, I'm going to say this about journaling. I am not, I don't just wake up in the morning and say, woohoo, I get to journal today. <laughs> um, but but I know this, journaling has become such a part of my life, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't doing it. Because I see, when I journal, I see patterns in my life that could be starting to set me up for failure. And so mm. that's what I want to share with them. You know, when they're journaling, they're looking for things that could take them back to their former way of life. And so that's the thing we want to ask you. Are you praying? Are you journaling? And then ask them what they're praying about, what they're journaling about. Remember, as a sponsor, you're going to be asking a lot of questions. Don't just give them an assignment and then don't ask them what they're doing with that assignment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you guys before that my sponsor had me memorize Bible verses. So that's another thing you could do for your sponsees. But then also what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, you need to be developing a accountability team. I'm on your team. I'm your coach right now. But you need to have some players who are in the game that can help you during the week because I might not always be there when you call. I could be, you know, just where I couldn't get to a phone. Yeah. You need to have, I, I tell all my guys, you know, you need to have at least four other accountability partners. I like them to, I used to tell everybody on the, um, to, on their speed dial, you know, every, every number needs to have an accountability partner behind it where you can just <laughs> touch one number and get somebody, you know, but they need to develop that accountability team. And if they say, well, I don't know where to get accountability partners, you're going to help them with that. Yeah. You're going to say, yes, you do. When you go to open share, you're going to look around the room. You're going to find guys in there that you can go up to after that group and challenge them. Get one accountability partner for a week for the next five weeks. Yeah. And out of that group, you just, all they have to do is go to somebody in that group and say, can I please have your phone number or can I give you my phone number? And so we can, stay in touch during the week. I have, you know, I have yet Rodney, I've had people, you know, sometimes sponsors have to say no, but I have not had one person say no when I asked them to be an accountability partner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it's, it's not that big a responsibility. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, it is scary if, if you've been isolated, which especially in addictions, but just in recovery in general, coming in, we, we have isolated ourselves from relationships. So it's scary to go up to someone and ask them. And I've shared this before with my local group that if, if relationships are a central part, we know Christ is the center, but, but having others around us is key to our recovery and our growth. Do you think the enemy might want to find ways to scare us off and discourage <laughs> us? Right. So, 
yes, it's hard and yes, it can be scary, but that should tell us something that this must be a pretty important thing. If the enemy would try to discourage us that much, lean into it. And oftentimes Mac, I've heard, and you probably have heard this, you know, well, I can't find a sponsor. My first question is, well, how many people have you asked? And it's astonishing how many times I hear, well, I haven't really asked anybody or I've only asked one person uh, expect some no's. You're going to get a no. Maybe they're just not in a season of life where they can take on another sponsee. But keep asking. It's too important to not keep asking, right? It, it, the value of relationships is just too critical to this journey. Right. And uh, I'm glad you said that because sometimes it's like the persistent widow uh, that finally gets the king to say, okay, do, I'll do that for you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, just keep asking people. And I hate to say it like this, but wear them down till they finally say yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we, that you, you have to be persistent. I'm, I'm really glad you said that. And you're right. The enemy will try to distract us even with accountability partners. That's why as a sponsor, it is so important for me to challenge my sponsee to get one accountability partner a week for the first four or five weeks anyway, just so they can add to that team because none of us, I mean, me and Rodney are on the same team, yep. you know, uh, we yep. can call each other at any time and say, Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, uh, everything going okay. Are we good? Or, you know, all that yeah. stuff we can talk yeah. about because we're accountable to each other and, and we see the value in that. So make sure you let your sponsees know that you're accountable as well. Yeah. Yeah, Mac, then, yeah. One quick thing ahead. I just want to hit on because I think this is important. When you're when you're throwing out these things, it, I think it's understand. It's good to understand the why. Why why are we doing? It seems like a Captain Obvious question for you and I. But but why is it important for me to memorize scripture? Why is it important for me to read the Bible? Does it just a to do list to keep me out of trouble to keep me from doing wrong things? What's the what's the why? At the risk of sounding obvious. Uh, for those that may be saying, well, I'm, I've got too many things going on, you know, what's the value? What's the why behind what you're describing in all this, Mac? Oh, yeah, I, I love that question. But first of all, if you're too busy to spend time in the Bible, you're too busy. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. Yeah. Right there. And and secondly, here, here's what I know. And, and everything I do is because I read something in the Bible and this is, it says it's the best course for you to do. So. In Matthew 12, there's a story about an, a guy that has an evil spirit. And it said the evil spirit left this man, and then it goes through arid places. In other words, it leaves and it seeks rest, but all it finds out there is just death and destruction. So it says to itself, I'm going to go back to that guy that I left and see what's happening there. Well, when he gets back there, he sees that this man has swept clean and put in order his house. In other words, his brain. Mm. He's cleaned everything out. He's got a good open canopy there ready for anything, but he hasn't put anything back in, in it. It's just an empty room. Mm. And so this evil spirit says, you know what? I'm going to go get seven of my buddies because there's room for all of us now. Mm. And we're going to move back into this guy's house. And then, and then it says one of the most incredible verses in the Bible. It says this, and the final condition of that man was worse than at the beginning. Mm. In other words, just because he has swept things clean and, and, and had everything in order, but he didn't fill it back up. Things were actually still, uh, occurring in his brain that would take his, uh, um, 
past life into another stage. So when he, the evil spirit came back, took up residence, he was worse than when he was at the very first. Mm. And so our addictions don't stop. You know, they, they keep growing in our mind unless we start filling our mind with good godly things. And that's why it's so important to, to memorize scripture, to carry scripture on you, to read the Bible, because you got to start filling that space up really quickly in your life. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's through carrying that analogy out. It's when we are filling our mind and stimulating our mind with God's word, his truth, these new healthy principles, it's like the no vacancy sign is put up, right? There's no, there's no more room here, right? Go, go elsewhere. <laughs> so, Hey, Mag, I want to take a quick break right here. This is great, great conversation. Um, when we come back, I want to hear some other insight on one of those things that, that, uh, we can expect, uh, that we need to make ourselves accountable in that, in that sponsor sponsory relationship. Uh, talking to Mac Owen, uh, the, uh, global director of celebrate recovery. When we come back, we'll continue this great conversation and stick with us. Well, hey, family, if you're looking for a way, maybe you've already established a healthy foundation. You've been to a seven keys training. Now you're going to want to build on that foundation through advanced training. We have a loaded schedule in our in-person conferences in establishing and building a foundation now through advanced training. We've got some winter and spring locations now available. Go to crconferences.com. Register for you and your team. Invest in yourself. We hope to see you there. Welcome back. We're talking with Mac Owen, the the global director of Celebrate Recovery, and and talking about uh, some of those ways, the importance of making ourselves accountable to our to our sponsor. And so we were just as we went before we went to break, we we're just talking about just filling our mind with new things. And this isn't just a to do list. These are things that are life-giving that literally, when you were talking, Mac, it was just talking about just that renewing our mind. We're rewiring our brain uh, to try to make sure there's no more vacancy for those old thoughts, those old ways of thinking, uh, so that we can move toward health and growth and recovery, not just sobriety, but recovery, right? Yeah. I love what you said. No, you know, it's like when we start filling our mind, we, we put up that no vacancy sign. In other words, you know, the evil that was in me can't come back. I don't need any more here. My sponsor said it to me this way. He said in the book of Micah, it says that God cast our sins in the deepest part of the sea. Do you know that there are parts of the sea that humans have never been to? It's just so deep. And he says, I cast your sins in the deepest part of the sea. And then my sponsor told me, he said, and then God puts out a no fishing sign. <laughs> you know, I love it. <laughs> and I love that, just that analogy that, you know, once I've got this stuff out of my mind, I've got to start filling things up and God's going to help protect me in that. Mm. So it's really vital for us as sponsors to challenge our sponsees in this area of their life to another, another area that I um, challenge them in or that I have them do a, a, um, a stated expectation is I want them to call me at least once a week. And then I want them to call at least one or two other people in recovery during the week. Probably that would be their accountability partners. And then I want to meet with them for at least one hour a week. Get this now, face to face. Mm. It's that important that we get together once a week just to meet. Because I need to see their face. They need to see my face. And I'm not talking about 
just at a recovery meeting. Now, if you want to come early to a recovery meeting and spend an hour with them, that's fine. But I like to do it another day of the week. So we have another time during the week that they have filled with something they're going to be doing that's going to be helping to fill their minds. Mm, that's good. Uh, yeah. And so those are those are all important. Um, you know, I, 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 I really... A no-brainer expectation is that they will be in step study and not just be there. They will uh, complete their task every week. And so as a sponsor, I can help the step study leader by encouraging my sponsee to make sure they're getting their their work done. Because there's nothing more frustrating than being in as a step study group leader and people aren't doing their work. So sponsors really encourage your sponsees to make sure they're doing their work to the best of their ability. Yeah. Um, another thing is to promise I asked them. And and again, some of these things, you know, you said it a while ago to Rodney with the, with the uh, risk of being just obvious here. Yeah. Uh, But I think we have to stay, we have to state this obvious stuff, you know, I want them to promise. I want them to promise to me to be completely honest when I ask them, Hey, have you looked at porn this week? I don't want them to hedge on that. I want them to make sure, look me in the eye and say, no, I haven't. Or yes, I have. I'm not here to judge them. But I want to know how to best be able to help them. If they're still struggling with something that I don't know about, then I can't really uh, help them in that area. So that's really uh, an important one. And just accepting my input. Like I said earlier, you asked me to be your sponsor. I'm not your savior. But since you ask me, I will share things with you that I see that might not look like they're going great in your recovery. Yeah. And then the last thing I ask my sponsor to do is, uh, uh, expect, uh, respect my boundaries. And for me, that's like, you know, uh, I will always take a phone call if it's an emergency, but if it's not an emergency, you know, why not after eight 30 or nine o'clock at night, don't call unless it's an emergency. But if you're just going to chit chat, we can do that earlier <laughs> during the day. Uh, but like I said, I'll always take a emergency phone call, but just, you know, phone calls just just because you want to chat, we'll do those at a respectable hour during the day. Yeah, yeah. When you were talking, Mac, about just hey, you know, did you look at porn this week? That kind of thing. One of the things that just makes me think of is trying to understand. It, it's not to shame, but it's trying to understand. And one of the things with my sponsees is, hey, let's backtrack and figure out because usually when we stumble. <laughs> when we fall, um, it, that's not the first time that entered our mind, right? There's a pattern. And so what, what, let's try to identify, were you in the wrong neighborhood, so to speak, right? Where was your headspace? Uh, what were you, what were you consuming? What were you viewing? What were, who were you around that kind of thing? Let's just make sure that we're, we're putting up kind of a, some guardrails here to protect ourselves so that we can learn from that experience and not just, I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. And I'm just kind of curious, Mac, just as you're connecting with other guys, how does that play out in trying to not just be reactive, but proactive and all the things that you're talk, talking about is proactive, but in that moment of, yeah, I, I did it again. I looked at it, you know, how does that look like? What does that look like with your relationships as trying to get to the root of that and looking for patterns? Well, there, and then, and I love you that you said that because uh, there is a point to this. It's not that I just want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really do want to help you not do that again. So we have to uh, look at the predictable 
pattern of a relapse. And if I go back and say, okay, here's what you did. And it doesn't have to be porn. I just said that it could be anger. Yeah. Did you get any, you know, whatever they're struggling with most, I must really ask them that way. How'd you do on anger this week when your wife asked you about something? How did you respond with that? But if they responded badly in anger, or if they looked at porn or whatever it was that mm -hmm. is taking them away from their relationships and their relationship with God, I want to see what was the uh, the day right before that. What did that look like? Mm. You know, and it may be that they, you know, had a fight with their wife. They had a terrible day at work. Uh, the dog bit them on the way home. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know, as those are the things. Then we want to start avoiding, or at l maybe not just avoiding, but saying, how can I be better in that? When my mm. wife and I have a argument, and that causes me then the next day to say, well, that she doesn't care. I'm going to go look at this. Mm. You know, or I respond badly in anger. What could I do then if I see that happening? You know, I see something escalating. I have a choice. Mm. I can either participate in that escalation or I can defuse it. And if I don't have good biblical knowledge in my head that I've been storing up in there, I'm not going to know how to defuse it. And I probably won't want to because, yeah. you know, just like with ang anger, Anger can be as bad a drug as any other any other thing else. There's still those dopamine and stuff that start dropping in there, you know. And and uh, uh, so I need to look at what happened the day before I messed up, mm. and that that is usually a really a telltale sign into okay, I need to avoid those situations again, or I need to be the one to step up and not buy into that anger or whatever it was. So, yeah, yeah I'm glad you said that, Rodney, because we don't, this is so not about just wanting to keep up with your schedule. I have a busy enough schedule by myself, <laughs> you know, without keeping up with yours, Yeah, but I do want to help yeah. you be the best person that you can be. And it's usually always, it's the day before that matters before I mess up, you know? Yeah. So. So, Mac, if if someone, you know, this is one of those things I hear, um, whether we're traveling with conferences or even locally, I hear this sometimes that, you know, I've got I've got a sponsee that um, is not receiving. Right. We, we went through the agreement. We set the expectations. And and what's a you know, sometimes that even, you know, fire my sponsor, fire my sponsee. What does that look like? What practically, how does that look like if, if you had those situations where you just say, you know, this is not working out. Maybe I'm not the right guy for you. What's that look like for you, Mac, when you or have, have you had to have those situations where you have those tough conversations? Yeah. And um, I never have liked the word fire. Um, that, but I don't know, it just took a bad, there was a bad connotation <laughs> in my mind about, you know, getting let go from a job uh, years ago. And I, so I never did like that word. That's always the word, Even, you know, when I first got into recovery, you know, they told me that I could fire my sponsor or he could fire me at any time. And I just thought, wow, I didn't, I didn't like that so much. So I, I tell people, uh, you can let them go. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually, it's the same thing, you know? Um, but here's what I do. If, if it's just not working and they are not doing the things I asked them to do, I am not doing them any good by continuing in this relationship because then it becomes a codependent relationship and really does neither one of us any good. And so uh, at some point when I just see they're not doing the work, I just tell them, look, you know, this is not working out. So 
I really believe that I'm not the best person to help you in this part of your recovery right now. So I'm going to step down uh, from being your sponsor, and I will really encourage you to find another sponsor. But here's what I will continue to do. I will pray for you, and I will pray for your recovery, and I'll pray that you find just the right person that can really help you in your life. Yeah, I love that. And it's good to remind folks, too, if you're on the other end of that, it's good to, even as you're starting that relationship, to say, hey, if at some point you feel like if I'm the sponsor talking, if at some point you feel like I'm not meeting the need that you thought we would fill, it's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Your recovery is too important. Please tell me, and and uh, I will graciously step back and let you find one because I would rather do that than you try to grind it out, and it's not a good fit and end up in the gutter. And so given, given yourself permission, given your sponsee permission to do the same thing with us. Right. Right. And that's what really, uh, I know we're, we're, I'm probably going along here, but I'm going to real quickly tell you what I, as a sponsor then agree to do, because it's sort of in the reverse. Uh, it's actually the same things that I'm asking them to do. You know, I'm going to be the one that attends meetings every week, I'm going to serve at Celebrate Recovery. They're, I never want a sponsee to see me not serving at Celebrate Recovery. Mm. In other words, that I'm just an attender. I'm really not a member. Yeah. You know, I want them to know that I have bought into this and that serving is an important part. I will always promise them that I will use God's word as a foundation so I can provide objective point of view so I can encourage them. I'm always... If a sponsee is going to talk to me about a problem, we're going to look in the Bible, I promise you, and we're going to find, I I may not know exactly what to say, but I guarantee you this, we will look in the Bible and we'll find an answer to whatever they're struggling with. So I'll promise to use God's word as a foundation of our relationship. And then to the best of my ability, I will be available in times of crisis or potential relapse. And Mm. I will take those emergency phone calls. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, and I will be their best cheerleader as they work through these steps. They will not find a better person to encourage them uh, than me as their sponsor, you know, because I want them to win. I want them, you know, the reason I said yes to being a sponsor to anybody that I sponsor sponsor is because I want them to win. I really want them to win. I love that. And I also promise that I'll be in God's Word, too. I'm going to ask them to be in God's Word, that, but I'm going to be sharing with them the things I'm learning out of God's Word. And I promise that I will be honest with them in my uh, recovery, too. And I will respect their boundaries as well. So um, the last thing that I really like to tell people is that I will keep their confidence to the utmost yeah. that I mean, they're, uh, they're sharing. Uh, I remember maybe this isn't the best, but a Seinfeld episode where they said something went in the vault, you know, if it goes <laughs> yeah. in the vault, you know, and, but that's what I want to be. I want to be the vault. Mm. You know, when they share something with me, I will keep it with, with me. I won't share that with other people. And I think that's a really, really important thing for our sponsees to know. I love that. Yeah. So, and anyway, and, and like you said, you, you started it off really the best because you said, I agree 
from the beginning that if I'm not working out and they say I need to step down, there will be no, I will be unoffendable. Yeah. Because I want the right person in their life to help them in their recovery. Yeah. And one day we'll celebrate in heaven together that you found the right sponsor and, and, and the good fit for you. So, well, Mac, thank you right. for your wisdom. Thanks for your insight. I know um, I've gotten a lot out of this, even convicted in a couple areas I need to focus on uh, just expanding on how I'm sponsoring people. But I know you blessed our sponsors and sponsees that are listening. So love you, brother. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it and have a blessed day. Yeah. Well, Mac Owen, the the global director of Celebrate Recovery, uh, joining us today. And uh, so glad that you could uh, uh, join us today. And we hope that it's been uh, encouraging for you. And uh, we pray that if you are looking for help from your hurts, hangups, and habits and broken relationships, that you'll join us on this journey. If you're looking for information, you'd like to find a group near you, just go to celebraterecovery.com forward slash groups, and you can find a group near you and join us on this road we call recovery. It, it can be hard at times, but man, it's so worth it. And we pray that you'll join us in this journey with us. So, hey, thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.